0: of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the word together.
1: And if you can turn with me to Revelation 6 verse 1. So we're taking a little detour. I'm uh, wanting to talk about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The four horsemen of the apocalypse I know we went through the book of Revelation, but there's some things I believe that are going on today that uh, I like to look at, uh, things that are taking place around the world that I believe is important for us to look at. Uh, so we're going to look at uh, verses 1 to 8 out of Revelation 6. Again, we're going to talk about the four horsemen, the apocalypse. Uh, when these four horsemen come, I believe uh, they're going to show up, these four horsemen, at the beginning of the tribulation period. The tribulation period lasts for how long? seven years. So at the beginning of the seven years, uh, they will come out, and we're going to look at what's going to take place. Great devastation is going to take place. The good news, uh, believers, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, we're out of here. We won't be here during that time. And that's great news, because what we're going to read here, you do not want to be here uh, when this takes place. Uh, Do we see signs of these four horsemen coming? I believe we do. Jan Markell just recently said this. Jan Markell, you might know her from Olive Tree Ministry. She said, it's as though the four horsemen of the apocalypse are now out of the barn, but they can't make their global appearance until the church is called home in the rapture. So. That's what she believes. I believe that too. I believe that they're already out of the barn. They're ready. I believe we're seeing signs of their coming and a foreshadow of things to come. So uh, with that being said, I'm gonna ask you, please stand with me and I'm gonna just read four verses here out of Revelation chapter six, verse one. The apostle John writes, he says, now I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a, with a voice excuse me, like thunder, come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. He opened the second seal, and I heard the second living creature saying, come and see. Another horse, fiery red, went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that the people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great, can we say that out loud? sword. Lord, we pray over these eight verses that we'll be looking at and ask again that you would speak to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You can be seated. Thank you. If you recall, when we went through the book of Revelation in chapter 4, Uh, If you will, the camera was focused on thrones in chapter 4, the 24 thrones that the elders sat on, the throne of God. So chapter 4 was focusing on the thrones. And then chapter 5, the camera, if you will, was still in heaven uh, pointing at the scroll and the one who held the scroll. So uh, that was in chapter 5. Here in chapter 6, the lens, if you will, of the camera is turned downward towards the earth to show what will take place while these seals are being opened. Again, at the start of the tribulation period, you'll will have these four horsemen that'll come out. Uh, seven years of devastation is gonna come. We, again, will not be here as a church. And I, if I read this, where well, we're gonna go through uh, these four, these eight verses, and we are supposed to be here during that time, I would want to just, you know, I don't know what I would do. I'd panic. I'd say, there's no way. I don't wanna be there. Thank you, Lord. We're not going to be here. I don't know if I ever mentioned this before, but the book of Revelation is the only book (laughs) in the entire Bible that promises us something. A threefold what? Blessing. Blessing. We're blessed when we read it. We're blessed when we hear it. We're blessed when we apply it. So we just read it. We just heard it being read. We can close up our Bibles, go home, and there's a blessing attached to that. But there's application here, and I, I pray that we, we understand the application. So there's one part that we didn't do yet, so let's see if we can make some application. Boy, I missed doing that, though, so that was fun. So <laughs> let's go back in verse 1. John the Apostle writes, and he says, Now I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals. So he, he's watching the Lamb opening up these seals. There's going to be seven seals, the seven seal judgments. We're only look at the first four. So the lamb, who's the lamb? Jesus. It's very simple. He's the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So here the lamb, Jesus, is opening up these seals. And I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a loud voice like thunder, come and see. He's talking to John. And John says, I looked and behold a what? White, White horse. And he was sat on it, had a, a bow and a crown was given to him. And he went out conquering and to conquer. This is very deceptive. I believe the white horse stands for great deception. Why? Because uh, white is a, a color that stands for purity and peace. Well, this can't be Jesus Christ and very simple. If you look, Jesus is in heaven opening up the seals. You know, there's people that say, that's Jesus. Well, how can he be in heaven opening up seals and on the horse at the same time? It's not Jesus. This is not Jesus Christ. This is who? The Antichrist. So we have this Antichrist that's going to come. He's going to be on a white horse that's very deceptive. He's going to act as if he's pure, that he's bringing peace and all this, but he's not a man of peace. He's a man of war, but he's not going to start war right away. He's going to come with a pseudo peace, a a false peace, a fake peace when he comes to the earth. So we see this, this deception. And so I want to put, just, I love visuals. So we've got so the Antichrist is going to come, and he'll be here. for. He's going to sign or have at least draft up a seven-year covenant with the nation of Israel and with the Arab nations, a peace treaty, if you will. He'll break that peace treaty in the middle of the seven-year period. He will declare himself to be God in the, the new temple of God, and they will see that they're duped, the Jewish people. They're going to run from him. But uh, that's going to start. So the start of the seven-year tribulation is when that treaty is signed, and that's going to take place, I believe, at the beginning. So he's going to rise up out of Europe. There's people that are fascinated with who's the Antichrist. Is he on the scene right now? Do we know who he is? Do you know, as a church, we'll never know who the Antichrist is? Biblically speaking, we will never know who the Antichrist is. Why? Because it says that he will not be revealed until we're taken up out of the way. Right? Then he'll be revealed. So in other words, his, him being revealed, we won't know it until... We're in heaven, and then we'll see who the Antichrist is. So I love this saying, we're not looking for Antichrist, we're looking for Jesus Christ, right? So Jesus Christ will come on a white horse, but he's coming at the end of the tribulation period at the the, the, uh, Battle of Armageddon. That'll start the the, uh, Millennial Kingdom when he comes back. I just put this up here as a little side note, the Ezekiel 38 battle, because I do get people asking me, Pastor, when do you think the timeline is for the Ezekiel 38 battle? I believe it's right there, either just before the rapture, Right at the rapture or just after the rapture. And we've looked at that before, so I won't go into details with that. But I believe we're seeing these players already get setting up right there. These players that are that Russia, Iran, Turkey. So interesting days that we're living in, amen? Deception. The first thing that we're gonna see is this great deception that's gonna take place when this Antichrist comes on the scene. He's going to, this rider is going to bring great deception. It'll be uh, deception, manipulation, and he's going to have a false peace. Talking about deception, a while back, my wife and I, we went to a consignment store, you know, where you. Oh, they have you know, like used furniture and home goods and stuff like that. Sometimes they have new stuff. So we went to this consignment store and uh, she saw a picture that she liked. You know, and so we asked the salesman, how much is the, the picture? And he gave us the price. And we said, well, can you take anything off that's a little bit high? And he goes, let me check the records. So he came back to us, and he says, well, we checked the records. We've only had it for three days. He goes, I don't know if you understand how consignment works. He says, but, you know, after one week, we can take 5% off. Two weeks is 10%. If you wait three weeks, we can take 20% off. And I says, oh, okay, well, we don't, you know, three weeks, it'll probably be gone. He goes, no, he goes, he goes you know what I can do for you? He goes, I can hide it for you. <laughs> he really said that. I said, that's great. Where? No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> and I was just, I'm like, really? So I, I said, well, um, just to let you know, I'm not comfortable with that. He goes, oh, no, that's OK. I said, well, I'm a Christian. My wife's a Christian. And so, you know, that's really deceptive. And he's just, his face turned white. He was like, <laughs> "Like, are you going to tell on me am I busted? <laughs> So I had, a, I had his attention for like 30 minutes and I explained to him you know, you know, his Christians were to be honest and that. And he said, but you know maybe you don't. And I shared Jesus with him. I shared the gospel with him. And, and it was beautiful. It was just a, a setup. It was just a wonderful setup. And then he said something. He mentioned that uh, he works with uh, a coworker as a pastor. And he says, he's, he, he tells everything you're saying about being born again and accepting Jesus and the cross and my sin. He goes, he's been telling me that. Like every day he tells me that. I said, well, you better listen to him <laughs> application for us before we go too far is god is never in on manipulation and deception and we need to be careful with that as believers you know sometimes we we talk about well, oh, you know it's okay because the results were good and you know god understands but no god doesn't want us to manipulate this man that comes He's going to be empowered by Satan himself. He's he's evil. He's demonic. And he's going to come with great deception. And we, as believers, have to realize the fact that we're not called to be deceptive. No matter what we do, God is truth. And everything he does is truth and truthful. So beware of that for application. Not only will this antichrist this world leader that's going to come on the scene the the rider of the white horse not only will he be deceptive but also the false prophet he's going to be deceptive and you'll say well pastor how do you know that well revelation 13 14 says and he this is the the false prophet he'll be the the leader of the of the world religion at the time it says and he can we say that out loud deceives this is the spiritual man of the hour when we're gone He's going to deceive those who dwell on the what? Earth. By the signs which were granted for him to do in the sight of the beast, the, the beast is the Antichrist, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. So there's going to be this great deception that's going to happen. He's going to deceive people. Uh, the signs they're going to this false prophet is going to tells us he's going to call fire down from heaven and it's going to come down on the earth. You know, so the people are going to be like, wow, this guy's so spiritual. This guy's amazing, and they're going to follow him. He's going to uh, make an image to the beast. I don't know if you've been watching this AI stuff that's going on, our technology. Did he, I, the, the video was too long for me to show it, but I was just amazed at this. So I don't know if you've seen this before. There's a video out there that, uh, so the the technology they're working at, that you stand there, you look into this camera and there's a a robot that's on the screen and then the robot takes your picture and then it develops and it looks like you. It has your image and then it talks like you and it has your same voice and then it starts, you know, your mannerism. It picks up, you know, as you're talking, you're developing this robot to be just like you. That's scary. Only one of me is bad enough. I don't want two of me. So we have technology already in place working on this, where we, the image of the beast. So we don't know exactly what that's like, but we have the technology with, with this, these robots to have images and these these robots that like imitate who we are. That's pretty creepy, isn't it? So deception, the false prophet's going to deceive many. The Antichrist is going to deceive many. But he has a crown. The crown speaks of... Being a ruler, and he will be a, a ruler. He'll be a political leader. He'll be a military leader. He'll he'll be uh, uh, putting together a confederation of ten nations, and he will be the one that'll be over all of them. The Bible tells us. But interesting, the, the the Greek word for his crown is Stephanos, and that's a that's not a a diadem, a royal crown. It's it's a victor's crown. In other words, he's going to have victory. So he'll be a political, military leader, as I mentioned. He's going to form a 10-nation ten- confederation. But but Jesus, when he comes, totally different word. Interesting, it's diadem. And that means a royal crown. Why? Because he's the king of kings and the lord of lords. So here he's this false prophet, this false man, this rider that comes on the white horse. He's going to rule. Do you believe that we're going towards a one-world government? Does that seem like something that people want? I don't want it, but the powers that be want it. Look back. Also, he has a bow, and he comes to conquer. If you're a note-taker, this word conquer means to subdue, subdue others, to gain victory, to have superiority over others, to control others, to control people. But look at, without military force at first, so the bow speaks of power, but there's no arrows. And so it's gonna, he'll have power with peace. It'll be a peaceable power. In other words, he won't have to fire a shot at the beginning. He's going to deceive and control people. And, and are we seeing governments trying to deceive and control people these days? I believe we are. So I find that interesting that... There's going to be this control that's going to take place, but it's not going to be a military control. It's going to be a different kind of control. And just with talking about that, I don't know if you saw in the news just recently, did you see New York uh, recommends face covering? Not only recommends, the New York Department of Health tweeted out uh, on Friday, requested all New Yorkers should wear high quality masks, such as the N95 and all these other ones, in public indoor settings and in big crowds outside to help the spread. So they're coming back. Remember this. Uh, th- this is the CEO of Pfizer. And remember what he said? Listen to what he says. He's talking about uh, taking a chip inside the, the chip inside of medication. They're, that's the technology they have now. They can put a chip inside of medication, right? <laughs> so they put the chip inside of medication. When it's digested into your stomach, it sends a signal to their headquarters so they know where you at. <laughs> And that you comply. Pfizer, don't they make a vaccine? Am I missing something? Very interesting. So you put the chip inside of that vaccine. They'll know if you've taken the vaccine or not. They'll know if it's inside of you. They can track you. They can tell you where you're at. And then it goes even farther. I don't know if you've seen this guy, this uh, Yovel uh, Harari, right? This guy is spooky. This guy is very spooky. How many people have heard of him? Wow, okay, not too many. Well, there's a lot. Look him up, because this guy's, this guy's evil. This guy's really creepy. But uh, control, manipulation. I believe we're seeing more and more of that. And it appears that it's going to get worse with this first writer. We won't be here. Thank you, Lord. But let's go on. And he opened the second seal. And I heard the second living creature say, come and see. So John looks, it says, in another horse, fiery red went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take what? Can we say that loud? Peace from the earth, that the people should kill one another, and there was given him a great sword. This rider on the fiery red horse will bring such devastation to kill people, and it's going to be caused by people killing one another by taking peace away. Can you imagine no peace on the earth? I love God's peace. I count on God's peace. You and I, as believers in Jesus Christ, have a peace that surpasses all understanding, a peace that guards our heart, a peace that guards our mind. When we're gone, the second rider is going to just take peace totally out of the whole earth, And it's going to be so devastating for people and they're going to be so frustrated. Think of that. They probably won't even have peace to go to sleep, right? How cranky are you when you don't get a good night's sleep? Think of road rage. Think of domestic violence with no peace. People are going to, it's going to be off the charts. People killing one another. Thank you, Lord, that we're not here. I believe we're, we're, we're seeing a small preview of things to come with, with people with mass shooting that's going on in our school. In schools, I mean, can, is that demonic or what? Schools? Yes. Killing other children? That's demonic. That's evil. And parades and different public gatherings. You see these, these people that are killing others. Why? They have no peace. They don't have the peace of God. If they had the peace of God, they wouldn't be killing other people. And I believe we're seeing a preview of that. And I want to show you some. This, this next video that I'm going to show you, this is a congressman that's speaking to a police chief that's OK with taking guns away from private citizens. And I want his, he's very upset. And I want to show you what he says. I, how many people have seen this? Can you raise your hands? OK, only about five people in the room. It's not guns that are a problem. It's the heart of man. It's that peace is being taken away from people's lives today. And it's evil and demonic. To kill innocent people is evil, and it's wrong. Amen? Amen? So we see the starts of that, I believe, and let's look back to our text. The next rider comes on the scene. is a black horse, and he sat on it, had a pair of scales in his hand. I believe the scales represent the unbalance of, of the economy, inflation, and we're going to look at that. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat... For a denarius. A denarius is a day's wage. So basically, a quart of wheat uh, can make a small loaf of bread. So, a day's wage just for a loaf of bread. You can't even feed your family with a whole day's wage. That's what it's going to come to. Three quarts of barley for a, a day's wage, a denarius. Uh, the uh, barley was used back then to feed the poor or to feed animals at the time. But then it says, and do not harm the oil and the wine. That's the rich. The rich will become richer. That Don't harm the rich people. That uh, don't, don't do that. Just affect the average person. So that's what's going to take place. Devastating. Do we see a foreshadow of that happening? Inflation? Food shortage? I believe we are. Matter of fact, even the UN chief warns of this catastrophe, a global food shortage. So you see that uh, taking place. That was June 25th. They're talking about that. Then you see this in London, June 7th. It says a growing food shortage, let me get back up here, uh, may represent the same health threat to the world as COVID-19 pandemic. A leading global health figure has warned. And it's, listen to this. It says rising food and energy prices in part sparked by the war in Ukraine could kill millions both directly and indirectly, this Peter Sands uh, mentions. Then you have, did you guys see this? Tucker Carlson brought this up. The odd coincidence of multiple food processing plants being burned down. You can't make this stuff up. And he's asking, "What's going on?" And this was back in April, but there even more are burning down. And we don't know, you know, what's happening there, but I do know one thing: for some reason, Bill Gates is buying a bunch of farmland. Yeah. just saying, And then this. this just came in yesterday. Did you guys, how many saw this? that Sri Lanka is, uh, went bankrupt, the whole country went bankrupt. So this country went bankrupt, right? And it says, a once uh, relatively wealthy and stable nation on uh, Australia's doorstep has become, has been plunged into chaos and a financial crisis, which wrecks habit, breaking. Full collapse, the prime minister declares the nation is bankrupt. Then, I don't know if you heard this, so he left the country, the prime minister, did you hear that? They wanted to kill him. And then they burned his house down. And this is, this is what the, the report says. It says, this will be repeated by numerous other countries in the developing world in the coming months due to food and energy inflation. Can I get an amen that we're not going to be here during that time? You don't want to be here during that time. The fourth seal's open. The fourth horseman comes upon the scene, and he's on a pale horse. Interesting, pale, it's like uh, the color, if you look at it in the original language, it's like a yellowish green color. It's a, I, I believe it, it represents death and decay because this is what he's going to do. He's going to bring death. So the name of the one that sat on this horse is called, can we say that out loud? Death. And Hades follows with him. This rider on this horse is going to cause death to a fourth of the earth's population. That's a lot of people. The Hades that follows, I I believe that Hades, so the death speaks of their physical bodies. He'll be able to take out their physical bodies. Hades is their spiritual, or their their soul goes to a place called Hades. It's a place of torment. That's where most of these people are going to go. A quarter of the earth's population, that's a huge number. Today, there's approximately 8 billion. There's Uh, 7.96 billion people on the earth. So if you take away A quarter, that's what, 2 billion? Well, when the trumpet judgment hits in Revelation 9, there's going to be another third of the population. That's over half the world's population. That's over 4 billion people. You're going to have a less than 50% chance of survival during the time of tribulation in seven years. That's unbelievable. Listen to this. This is equivalent to the entire countries of China, India, and the United States with another billion to add. Guys, the... Application for us: We need to let people know judgment is coming to the earth. Our loved ones, if they don't know Jesus, they, they need to know. Our neighbors, I, it, it, we need to get up. They might say, "Well, they're going to say I'm crazy." So what? They think you're crazy already. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but really, true. They're just a simple message: Judgment's coming to the earth. I don't believe it. Well, you know, it's up to you to believe it or not. I'm telling you what the Book of Revelation says: Judgment's going to hit the earth, and. Over half the world population will be wiped out during a seven-year period. That's a lot of people you don't want to be here. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 1045 a.m., and 1230 p.m. Please come and say hi after this service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's CCOTH.com. God bless
0: you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714 788 8221. That's 714 788 8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to his throne of mercy as he changes us from glory to glory.